Hello and welcome to the Nurse and Midwife Support Podcast, Your Health Matters. I'm Mark Aiken, the podcast host for today. I'm the Stakeholder Engagement Manager with Nurse and Midwife Support. I'm also a registered nurse. Nurse and Midwife Support is the national support service for nurses, midwives and students. The service is anonymous, confidential and free and you can call us about anything, anytime 1-800-667-877 or contact us at nmsupport.org.au. My guest today is Carly Ward. Carly is the Chief Executive Officer, Adjunct Professor at the Australian College of Nursing. Carly is also a Fellow of the Australian College of Nursing. Welcome and hello Carly. Hi Mark, great to be here. Great to have you here. Carly, would you please tell our listeners a bit about yourself and why do you think nurse and midwife support is important for nurses? I am also a registered nurse, very proud nurse, and I've been nursing for 27 years, been registered in Australia. Nurse and midwife support is something that I wish there was years ago when I was uh, earlier in my career. Me too. Yeah, definitely. But to know that there's a 24-7 basically access to somebody where you feel safe and you get advice and you can be free to speak without uh, any implications or repercussions is something that every professional should have and deserves. And I also feel that it's a little bit like an amnesty of, of knowing that it's not always appropriate to talk to your colleagues. We shouldn't, you know, not everybody wants to. Um, so to me, to ask all sorts of questions and know you have the freedom uh, and the respect to be listened to and answered is very important. I agree, Kylie. And I think nurses and midwives tell us how important it is that they can just pick up the phone and talk to somebody who understands the world that they live and work in because the people who answer the phone are nurses and midwives yes. trained in counselling. Yeah, a lot of, lot of support and goodwill out there for the service. So thanks for your support for yeah, nurses absolutely. and support. Carly, the Australian College of Nursing recently uh, launched the Nurse Strong program. I was at the launch on the Gold Coast, the conference this year. Can you tell us a bit about the Nurse Strong program and how you think it supports nurses? Yeah, it was a great launch, wasn't it? It was fantastic. And a really important time uh, for nurses and the nursing profession. It was actually in Geneva last year when I was there for the International Council of Nurses meeting and then the World Health Assembly. And I was looking around and did realise that a lot of us who have dedicated our careers to health don't necessarily um, emulate the health profession and the health industry. And I myself am absolutely included in that. I've put on a few kilos in this job and I um, and I understand the pressures. It, it would have been easier to privately manage that, but I felt that I possibly wouldn't be alone and that as a health profession, um, and, and myself included, you give so much of yourself all day, every yes. day, yep. everywhere, and nurses are classic for this. We go into this industry and into this profession because we're caring and the world's full of givers and takers. Nurses are givers. And you give that much of yourself, you forget where the boundaries are or where the the prompts are to stop and say, hang on, it's now time to give to self. And there's a lot of guilt associated with that. And so I felt that if I could lose a few kilos, um, not for the point of how I look, it's not about, 
looking a certain way or fitting uh, society's stereotypes. It's actually around health. Yeah. Universal health care. I, I don't have any conditions or any illnesses and knowing I'm in my late 40s, uh, I would be perfectly positioned for type 2 diabetes if I don't do something. So it's from a health perspective that I should be strong and fit and for all of the desires, ambitions that I have of wanting to give as a nurse, I need to be the healthiest that I can be. So this was really around, imagine um, if nurses really took courage of their health and their strength. Uh, there's 390,000 nurses and midwives in the country about 350,000 of those are nurses. So imagine if every nurse took stock and made sure that we were strong and healthy and weren't going to be needing the health system. What impact would that have on burden of disease? My other thoughts were that by 2025, it's predicted there will be an 80,000 nursing work sh workforce shortage in Australia, and by 2030, that will go up to 125,000 nurses. So if we end up, the average age of a nurse is 44. If in the next 10 to 15 years we're needing the health system because we're not well, then who will be looking after all of us? So I just got uh, thinking on the plane and, and you know, as, as great ideas do when you can't sleep and really thought, what could we possibly do at, uh, for myself and the college to lead the health of the nation? Uh, nurses are best place to do this. And so, you know, the fruition of Nurse Strong came came about. It's been very, uh, it's, it's important on many levels, but it's also been very exciting for everyone involved. So a great idea was born, Kylie. Yes. And, uh, and I think nurses and um, midwives are really good at, at developing great ideas that make a difference for the lives of others. Yes. So congratulations on this. It is very important that nurses and midwives remain strong because we often do very challenging work. Yeah. And, and what do you think some of the challenges for nurses are in relation to them staying strong and and remaining strong? Yeah, it's... It's on a, it's, it's multifaceted. It's, it's never simple. Uh, if only it was, it would be easy yes. to address. But 90% uh, of our profession is still female dominated. Yes. And so you need to consider what are women's roles in societies and it's still in those caring realms. So obviously we know professionally we're doing that at our work, but then when uh, a nurse leaves his or her shift, then what are they doing? And there's a huge element of caring for families uh, and parents and friends and, and being that nurturer in their own personal um, and social settings. And so in terms of the responsibilities that, uh, that a predominantly female profession face, it then really is about juggling multiple priorities, yes. managing the guilt around that, and then how do you take time out Physically, any of us could probably be inspired to do some exercise, but I think that energetically uh, and emotionally, I think that's the real battle is the mind of getting up an hour early or fi finding that extra dollop of energy when you're giving so much of yourself away. I couldn't agree more, Kylie. And what would you say to those nurses and midwives who I meet and regularly tell me, yeah, Mark, but I like walk a lot in my shift, you know, that my yeah. job is about walking. And, yeah. and you know, I'll tell you in a minute what I say to them, but what, what do you say to those people when they say, I actually do enough exercise? Yeah, look, 
Perhaps they do. Perhaps, can you do enough exercise? Good um, point. So there's a few elements of that because I too could say the same as I'm running to planes and <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. running around the country. Yes, yes. <laughs> but it really also is the importance of the mind and the body yes. and the spirit connection. Yes, I agree. And so walking around at work or running from place to place or not getting a break and not eating isn't um, isn't a great example of a healthy lifestyle it's on the go it's fast paced and you're probably relying on your parasympathetic nervous system we've probably got you know adrenaline pumping uh, and we're really flight or fright where you know um, where are we in terms of um, our bodily functions and then compounded with that is the importance of mindfulness and being present and so the beauty of actually getting out and walking or exercising outside or with friends is that there's something far more therapeutic than just the machine type of exercise. But it is around almost a, a meditative process. It's relaxing the body. It's stimulating. It's getting out in fresh air. So there's so, so many more benefits. So they may well be exercising. Do a little more and do it outside of work. Uh, yeah, great response, Carly. And actually, that's exactly what I say. So yeah. no surprise, we're kindred spirits yes, on this one. Yes, I love that, Mark. <laughs> Carly, we talk a lot about resilience um, as a quality for nurses. Um, and midwives, but and, and I know that the college has some um, members who are nurses and midwives. So do you agree that resilience is a key quality? And if you do, how do we um, foster that? Yes, I recently uh, said uh, in a speech, there are qualities that people align to nurses and the nursing profession, and they're definitely around care and compassion and empathy. And we, we must have those qualities now and moving forward into a, a robotic uh, era that we're yet to fully experience. Yes. But that alone is not enough. And uh, to be a really competent, confident, capable nurse that is able to deliver care now and well into the future needs to also be coupled with an enormous amount of strength and resilience and courage and the ability to speak out and seek feedback. So resilience is just as important as all of the the compassion and those elements and attributes that we have. Why is really resilience important? Because the pace of change of organisations is so great now. Uh, In any organisation, wherever you work, from retail to manufacturing to big business, where it is compounded in the delivery of uh, human services and healthcare is that we also have the um, the added pressure of really highly emotive environments. Yes. And that will be in our delivery of care, in our patients and in our communities, in managing expectations. And for each nurse every day, we're always dealing with that. Some may be dealing with it directly as they provide care. Others may be dealing with it as they manage the care or manage the delivery of uh, education or research or so I it's it's for all nurses everywhere um, experience pressure in the workplace there are people who have expectations that are not met now uh, and so we always need to do more with less yes technology and change says environments where you never slow down you never just implement one thing. So the pace of change is so great that uh, you're lucky to get a bit of a breath on your shift. 
uh, or in your work environment. And, you know, even now with universities, there's the... Um, there's the the extra semester over Christmas. Like nobody's really taking that break, no, that's so true. it does not stop. And so resilience comes in a few forms. We need it professionally, we need it organisationally, and then we need it individually. Yes. And one of the things that I find is that people know the word, but do they really know what being resilient means? Mm. And so being resilient is about committing to a life of um, personal development professional development, knowing how to work effectively in difficult environments or high pressure environments, and also seeking feedback and constantly saying, you know, what what can I do in this situation? So we've dedicated this year to talking about um, workplace culture and diversity and pressure, and that includes some um, bullying and harassment. And there's there's actual scenarios and there's perceived scenarios and I think that we all need to take a responsibility of what is our role in meeting the organization's needs and the patient's needs and the community's needs and then understanding what do I do to be resilient to to bring my best to work yeah yeah. so there's it's 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 quite um it's not one person's responsibility uh and it has many facets to it as well Carly, that's a great overview and a great, I think a great, great bundling of resilience as a concept, but also how it applies to the, the lives of nurses and midwives. Yeah. So thank you very much for that. And I think there's an element in there for me around as a profession that we lift each other up. Yes. You know, that if we yes. see one of our colleagues struggling or not in a good place, we actually lift them up rather than push people yes. down yes. and I'm starting to see that a lot more in the profession really proudly yeah. and I think the work the college is doing and also the work nurse and midwife support yes. are doing are really enabling that yes. and so I think we're in a great place in nursing as a profession to be able to move to the future and manage all those things that you so described. What I love about our profession uh, and the fact that we do work in the behavioural and social sciences uh, as much as all of the STEM subjects is that we are incredibly good talkers and so we bring things out to the open that most would keep behind closed doors and Um, shamefully in the cupboards and I think that we shouldn't just talk about it or complain about it but now we should work out how to come together and lead into a new world into the future and I think we're just getting stuck um, airing airing, uh, issues and problems uh, but we really need to be strategic in how we solve them and not leave it to somebody else or be careful of what we say uh, so that we still remain attractive to those kids that are starting kindy and at school now because if all they hear is you know a, a profession full of problems why would they want to become us that's right and that young boys and girls equally see yeah. nursing being a nurse as a really important profession yes. and that the care is really valued by yes. everybody yes yeah. Because aren't we privileged, Kylie, to be nurses oh, absolutely. and work in this wonderful profession? Yes, absolutely. And there's not a day that uh, that goes by where I don't know that. And look, there are some uh, myths and legends and probably dollops of truth in, uh, you know, any child of a nurse knows they never got a day off. Uh, <laughs> there was no, no opportunity to pretend you were sick. So it's not that we haven't had our, our strength and our hardiness. Uh, and so we shouldn't fall back from that now. 
uh, knowing how we get into the future. It's going to be even if people feel challenged now, then wait till 2030. Yeah. Wait to a world that looks very different with driverless cars and robots and chat boxes and all sorts of things. The, the human element will drain us even more if we're not careful. And isn't it also exciting, Kylie? Because when I was travelling here, I was having a conversation on the way here with people who I, I you know, drove to be part of this podcast yes. um, and talking about my role as stakeholder engagement manager. Yeah. And when I applied for the job, I didn't really know what a stakeholder yes. person did yes. because it wasn't really and a look role. at how well you do it, Mark. <laughs> oh, you're <laughs> natural. You're very kind. But I, I think that many of the jobs that nurses and midwives will do in the future haven't even been thought of yeah. now, which is really what yes. you're saying. Yes. So it's it's really the, the whole framework of resilience is enabling us to be in that place in the future to jump on that journey with these yeah. jobs. The World Bank came out, I think it was last year, and said that nursing will be one of the top five guaranteed professions of the future where other industries like manufacturing and others will, will see a, a significant decline. We will still have, uh, for health and particularly nursing, demands of up to 28% increase um, from already what we're seeing now. And I've just been doing some reading over the weekend actually around futuristic um, projections and careers. And so nursing will be a career that will be in great demand because it has great security that comes with it and people do look for that. Uh, my concern is that the wrong people will be attracted to the profession and our reputation is so strong and unwavering uh, in the community. I would hate to see that that gets diluted uh, in the future because we're a guaranteed um, industry to work in and not because of the same reasons that we joined was because yeah. we wanted to make a difference yeah I, um a very i say we're hardwired to care and we're yeah. hardwired to nurse yes and yes know, and it really is part of your dna it's not just what you do it's who you are there's no way on the weekend or a day off or you, you know we're not going to not stop and help somebody it's you know <sighs> Oh, that's exactly right, Carly. And in fact, I think that's why some nurses find that their cup is empty. Yeah. Because they're on 24-7, yes. not only to caring for others in a hospital, clinical, yeah. community, wherever you work setting, but... I'm sure this is the case for you. You have family members who contact yeah. you. You have friends who contact yeah. you and go, Mark, my mum's, you know, going to aged care and I know you know a lot, you know a lot about yes. aged care, so can you help me with this? And of course yeah. you help. Yes. But but the reality is that you're on 24 Oh, like a broad special, like, like knowing <laughs> a bit of everything. And yeah. working in aged care for a lot of my career and as a registered nurse, you can't leave there. You're the only RN on. So yeah. whilst you might get to go and have a cup of tea or a break, people are in letting you know things and asking questions. So you're never really off the job. Yes. Uh, and you need to be physically in the environment. And it's not only about industrial awards and getting paid. It's actually when do you then click off? Yeah. and have some time to self and that's where the self-care um, conversation we're having is vitally important yeah. and it's not selfish to look after yourself in fact it should be one of your core values yes. as a nurse and as a person yeah. to as we say in nurse and midwife support not only fill your own cup first fill your own mug first yes and um, yes, just I so our that. listeners know they can't see us but carly and i are drinking our peppermint tea out of nurse and midwife support mugs yes so um, my lipstick is tattooed on there <laughs> 
<laughs> so fill your own mug first, folks. Kylie, can you tell us about a time in your career where you've had to dig deep to remain resilient and strong? Yeah, yeah, there's many times, to be honest, and on many different levels. There's times when um, I've been providing direct care in, in aged care and intensive care is my background. Yeah. And there's sometimes scenarios with families and loss and death um, uh, and the pain. You can, you can, you always empathise, but you can see your own um, loved ones or, you know, for someone to lose a parent and you end up reflecting yourself. So it's very hard to to know how to compartmentalise or to switch on and off, knowing that one day you'll be faced with the same and not to go too far into your own thoughts. So that's happened on many an occasion. And I've I've held many families' hands, you know, the tears. There's all of that side of it. And the last thing that we need to be is robotic and seemingly uncaring. Yes. But you don't want a, a, a patient, obviously, consuming us, you know, comforting us. So I find that that is always, um, has always been that fine line and balance. Uh, and then there's definitely other scenarios as a manager. A lot of my career has been in management and leadership. And again, like any um manager or boss or somebody there's responsibilities that you don't necessarily like but you have to do so again even around performance discussions or performance management or needing to go through termination that that's actually quite traumatic i um i do internalize that and feel uh the stresses or i can't sleep or you get shaky you know you do have a physiological response They're not things that I want to do. You know you're going to be criticised, but it is it is part of the job and it's what you get paid, you know, when you go into those levels to do. But again, it brings about its own level of challenges yeah. to do your job properly, but not, not like that you have to do that, you know, the fact that that's part of it. I agree, Kylie. And, you know, when I talk to um, nurses and midwives, and I do all the time as part of this this job, I say to people, you know, you're a, yes, you are a nurse and a midwife, and we have a really strong identity yeah. um, as a nurse or a midwife. But before we're a nurse or a midwife, we're a human. Yeah. We're a person with all the normal frailties and vulnerabilities yes. of any person. Yes. So give yourself permission to say I'm not okay I need something I need support and and that's where nurse and midwife support is really important because you can call us anytime to get that support yes and look for someone like me in a very senior position people are not forgiving um I think the higher you go the less um uh, you know it's our duty and responsibility to care for all the people that report to us but it's only a rare person who might look up and say what do you need so for everyone including CEOs to have someone like your team makes a very big difference otherwise um, you know it can get very lonely yes yeah Kylie yeah. many students and graduates call nurse and midwife support and um, and I've really reflected on this and and clearly they can be challenging but exciting times for people embarking on your new career and and as a graduate embarking on the next stage of of your career you know idealistic wide-eyed hopeful you know for your nursing or midwifery future um what are your tips for students and graduates around staying healthy fit and strong it's very important because they have uh as an early career stage you have you 
study uh, and all of those compounding pressures of not knowing where your future is going to be, the challenges of securing employment, needing part-time employment. So I always feel for undergraduates and students and early career nurses that they're already being pulled in many different directions yeah. and just depending on what stage of the, their life that they're at. So it's always... I think extra important for people like myself and others in in um, the workplace settings as well as the universities and TAFEs to make sure that we're asking even more, how are you and your support, uh, because you you know we all keep a face and a, so I, I think that we know that um, there are more pressures. So it's our responsibility to make sure our environments are more supportive than um, or even more supportive for individuals unfortunately I cannot uh, hand on my heart say you will get all these wonderful experiences that we would like we would like to think that yeah. they do and so the best thing that I could offer uh, in any advice to anyone in early career or undergraduate is your support may not come from where it should so find it any way you can um, find somebody you respect, whether that's family, friends, you know, everybody knows a nurse. So go and find somebody that you know and talk to them outside of that uh, environment. If you are struggling, then learn the skills very early in your career of how to meet the expectations or manage the expectations and get through. Get through the subject, the course, the uh Leaving is always an option, but it should be the last option. So do everything you can at those early stages to, to get through. Uh, if you come across a difficult personality or a difficult culture or a difficult workplace environment, then see what you can learn from it, get through it and leave it. Um, and hopefully it will be your last one. But there's always things that you can learn in these uh, environments and if you find a team that's wonderful stay <laughs> even if it wasn't the specialty you wanted yeah. stay and find a home couldn't agree more great advice Kylie thank, thank you. you well that brings us to the end of our podcast yeah. for today time certainly flies when, yes. uh, when you have a great guest like yourself so today we have talked about nursing and the importance of accessing support early and we've talked about nurse and midwife support and the Australian College of Nursing We've talked about the Nurse Strong program and, uh, and, and, and it being of great benefit to nurses. We've talked about the importance of self-care and some tips for students and graduates. Kylie, any final words of wisdom for our listeners? There's been many already, so... Uh, no pressure, Mark. <laughs> no pressure. My... Everything that I have done uh, in my role as the CEO of the Australian College of Nursing is to empower... The profession and individuals and anybody who knows me knows that I'm not one to want to victimize myself personally or professionally and I think that the language is very important uh, everything that we do at the college is to make sure that nurses are well positioned we're not just at the table we're either leading the table, we're being heard, we're standing up and we're taking our rightful place, we're standing in our strength and we're standing in our truth. And this is a new era for the nursing profession. This is uh, no longer the day that we're not invited and we're not heard. And so what we actually need is for every nurse to understand their worth 
and to understand what empowerment and responsibility means and any opportunity that you have uh, to stand, stand up, whether that's for a patient or a process or a system or an environment or a model of care, is to find the skills to do that. Going well into the, uh, the next part of this century and the next decade, we need to continue to look at who we are and what we do. So my advice is to be, don't fall into language that doesn't honour us or serve us. Don't fall into a victimised mindset. We have had to come out of that through the last century. It's not okay to, you know, those days of the doctors get invited and we don't, that's all just gone. Yeah. We fought to change that and now we have to stand steadily in our place and command where our future goes. People will always need to be nursed. People have been nursed for thousands of years. Nursing in Australia has existed in this form for 150 years. So we need to take responsibility of where we're taking the profession into the future because people will need to be nursed, but who will deliver it? And it's now time to make sure that we stand up and show the attractive uh, uh, dynamic components of our profession that there are so many areas that uh, for future employment and satisfaction and the opportunity to make a difference is where you are right now and so I would take it and go for it. Oh Kylie such wise and empowering words thank you so much you've been a great guest and I know our listeners will benefit from your wisdom so thank you if you found this podcast useful please share it with um, other nurses and students uh, and get the word out um, nurses remember you rock uh, yes. and, uh, and high five to that uh, yeah high five to that Kylie and I um, so look after yourself and each other um, if you're a midwife, um, we have a podcast just for you. I speak to Anne Kinnear, the Chief, um, exec, um, the Chief Executive Officer of the Australian College of Midwives, about midwives and why your health matters. So let's, um, let's um, send that message loud and clear that your health matters, and I'll speak to you next time. See you later. <laughs>